need to vent. And it's somebody on this show that's been working on my last nerve. And I need to tell them about themselves. Michael Cole. What a shock. Here we go again. I am so sick of your negativity and your bad attitude. First of all, you ain't Jim Ross. So stop thinking you all that on commentary. Oh, a, a, a Jim Ross joke. I'm not fat with a cowboy hat. Second of all, another Jim Ross joke. So That's much, awesome. We such a disgrace. Why you keep showing up every week? We tired of looking at you too. That's uh, my job. I have to be and here. I'm a professional. All, I'm a broadcast journalist. But most important, would you please do something with your head? Because I'm tired of looking at that gray hat every week. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Yeah, boy, the primo of the, all the Nandos. Nice. <laughs> oh, rush and Larry X2. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, Larry X2 is like Mega Man X2. L so it's like Mega Man, Mega Man. L2X. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Maybe LX2? I guess so. L Extreme <laughs> times two. <laughs> uh Extreme. Wow. <laughs> I uh I saw since we posted the ten year anniversary, someone had replied to it also saying that not only is it the 10, 10 year anniversary of NXT, it's also the 10 years since they've officially killed ECW. And I was like, ah, oh. touche. <laughs> Extreme. I was like, yeah, that uh, that's also very true. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts, actually. I know. I When you think about it, too, you're like, wow, it has been 10 years since they gave up on ECW finally. Yeah, it makes it any honest, any, any uh, you know, more honest. They should have gave up on that longer than that. Oh, I mean, yeah, they. It was cool with the whole one night stand in 05. Those were dope. Yeah. But after that, I think, yeah, they should have just said, like, you don't need to be a whole brand with a silver belt. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. I. The only thing I like about that is that at least before Mark Henry got his world heavyweight title run, I'm I'm glad that he at least got the ECW title. That's when they got to test it. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, Mark's ready, dude. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mark is ready. He started taking people to the Hall of Pain. Yeah. So there there were some good things that I really liked about Kevin Thorne. Yes. Come on, man. The extreme expose. <laughs> Come on, man. That was I know. dope. Our girl, our pro Kelly Kelly started off there. So man. there you go. Come on. What is uh what's her name from Lake Cool in that extreme expose too? Uh Lake like Layla? The Lay and Lake Cool. The Lay the Lay and Lay. Yeah, like Miss Layla L. She was uh Yeah, come on, man. The extreme expose. Look, look how quickly I changed my mind on like it should have got canceled earlier to yeah. like <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to be uh, like all in for it. I, I mean our boy uh Kofi and Seamus came from from that ECW. Come era. on, man. Yeah. CM Punk was over there dogging yeah. too. Yeah, so Maybe we will cover it one day. <laughs> now that we're talking we about, a, yeah, we could do an NXT side episode. ECW is NXT before NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, extreme. <laughs> uh, just to make sure you are not listening to an ECW podcast, this is the NXT Retro Review Podcast. This is still half K NXT, but every now and then we like to get extreme. <laughs> That's the last time I'm gonna say that this episode too. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so yes, well, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, please don't confuse it for an easy time. Please don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, we uh we are in the uh aftermath of the first elimination from last week's episode. This is kind of like a fresh start again. I what would you call this in uh in football terms, when they finally hit their first down after going fourth, and ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, uh, 
what would be the word to probably just like a good now finally they're converting on third down mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we're converted to not having no we're converted after having one down yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah oh <laughs> yeah which uh i'll give some credit to you when i mention how they kind of restart things i think they did a really good job about it so yeah let's uh let's get into the episode so this is technically episode 34 from October 12, 2010 at the Rose Garden in Portland, Oregon. What's really cool about this has recently been renamed the Amada Center, where they actually did uh, the recent NXT Portland episode. Ah, yeah. okay, nice. So it's the same arena. They just uh, renamed it recently. Mm, Ten years later, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so NXT. The, yeah, and so it's literally, they haven't been back for specifically nxt i know they've probably been back for raws and smackdowns and stuff like that but they haven't been back into that building for an nxt specific show since uh almost like 10 and a half years mm -hmm. man yeah nice yeah so extra fun fact there Mm. (laughs) there's no special intro we just uh kind of play the season three intro and get right into the in-ring promo and kind of what you brought up in the last episode, this is now technically the second week of the dot-com era, and there was no pyro again. So I think you're totally right where now that we're not on TV anymore, they're starting to uh, kind of cut back on that stuff. Yeah, man. It's, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you want to hear pyro, watch the... Uh, all the other episodes yeah <laughs> you used to not having it yeah used to it yes the the only one i'm sad about is not seeing uh primo's pyro anymore because <laughs> uh, uh i it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah i didn't even like remember that he had none it's yeah. like whoa it's a nice blast from the past there <laughs> so yeah during uh striker's intro- introductions for all the rookies Cole mentions that Jamie was the first rookie diva to be eliminated. Yeah, this season is not playing around when it comes to the gimmick because the gimmick of this season is that they won't get a title shot of their choosing, but they'll actually get a contract for the WWE. And this one kind of really played half K where she got eliminated. And from the research that I did, yeah, WWE did not extend her contract. So Jamie is is legit gone from the company at this point. Oh my goodness. Yeah. From what I read, her real name is Brittany Bade. And I looked up her Twitter, but yeah, her Twitter has been, she has one, but it's been inactive since 2016. And her website is also down. So yeah, I don't know what she's up to. I hope all is well, but that's all the uh, research I can find on the former Miss Jamie Keys. Maybe she's out making meth Mm. in like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in New Mexico, I just started watching Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I figured there had to be a connection there. So nah, man. As soon as every like anytime I see like sand and like deserty type of things, or yeah. I just think of people like going off the grid and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, maybe they're making meth now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breaking Bad, baby. <laughs> so yeah, hope hope you're doing well, Miss Keys. <laughs> so, as do I. Yes, we're gonna miss you. Yes, Striker mentions the. This is the part I was mentioning. So we kind of reset everything where Striker says that all the Mm. challenge points have actually been reset. So all the challenge points have actually been reset and the rookie divas have to earn immunity again by gaining the most points within these challenges. So I thought that was pretty cool that this is the first time that they've ever done that. Well, in in theory, this season has also been the first time that they've done these uh, accumulated points for yeah. uh, the challenges. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. Because in the other seasons, they they use a different kind of like criteria to judge them, like in ring performance and like records and that stuff. Right? Like they don't really keep track of their in ring records anymore as mm-hmm. much as they keep track of how many competitions they won. Correct? Yeah, yeah. They okay. I think they dropped the yeah the. AEW scoreboards of uh, their their records with this season because I think same thing they try to keep it up with season two but I think even towards the end they didn't really keep track That's of it as point. much yeah and yeah you're right with this season they don't keep their records anymore it's more based on the challenge uh, points that they accumulate sadly yes <laughs> the first challenge of the night is the diva what did they call this it? is the name that tune yes. <laughs> So it is very similar to the one from season two where 
instead of a buzzard, all the uh, remaining rookie divas have a blowhorn. So whenever they they're going to be playing WWE superstars themes for about five seconds, and the diva that chimes in with her horn the quickest and answers it will get one hundred points for round one, and in round two they will double the points at two hundred. And yeah, they uh, it's kind of interesting. I will play probably the first three songs just to kind of give you an idea of like how long it took them to. Uh, to guess the first mm-hmm. three songs. So I'll say insert song number one here. Let's have our first WWE tune. Hope they don't it's play the Strikers. Oh my God. AJ, you sounded first. Whose theme is that? Insert song number two here. AJ. And insert song number three. Uh, what a rush. <laughs> <laughs> On this day. AJ? Edge. Edge is correct. 300 points for AJ. In this whole challenge, pretty much uh, AJ dominates. And like how you just said, the only one that they or she didn't guess at this point was the uh, LOD song. I got it. Yeah. I was sitting there at home. I was like, Leech the two? Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. say it with no confidence, though. I wasn't confident, mm-hmm. but it was definitely correct. Yeah. But yeah. I think Naomi was the only other person to get one song at one. <laughs> she got Santino's. Oh, that's right, right. AJ uh, destroyed everybody. Clean sweep, man. All the other four rookie divas got zero. Naomi got 100 points. And AJ with the dominating 1,900 points in this challenge. And yeah, she uh, she's definitely playing up to that nerd gimmick where it's not a gimmick. <laughs> I think nah, it, man, she knew all of those. So. Yeah, yeah. By, uh, by heart and... She wins this uh, this challenge and sets the bar after resetting all the points. And we go to commercial break. And or I should say before they go to commercial break, Matt Stryker tells Naomi to stay in the ring because she is going to go one on one with Alicia Fox. Ooh. So a, a very a very rare pro versus rookie matchup. No which, hype up either. It was just yeah, like, you're just going to wrestle Alicia Fox. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> it threw me off guard because. I know what the main event is this week, so I totally forgot that this match is also on this episode. Mm. And I, yeah, as soon as he said it, I was like looking forward to it because, of course, we knew we know what Naomi becomes in the future. So seeing this uh, first encounter between Naomi and Alicia Fox uh, sounded really intriguing to me. And that match was dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, after that, they go to commercial, they come back. I think what they were playing. Oh, yeah. So they're playing Kelly Kelly's music because she's making her way to yeah, the yeah, ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Naomi's already in the ring. And then Alicia Fox, Maxine come out with their like getting hot in here remix. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the match was like going dope, man. Like Naomi just out the gate, just busted out all of the moves in her moveset. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa, man, you still using some of these moves. Exactly. And yeah. then it was just like a, sh- a sharp turnaround. Like, hey, wait a minute. I'm the vet. And then there was a weird thing where... uh. She even hit the rear view on her too. Yeah. She did the rear view. And then there was a, a, it was like after the rear view, that's when Alicia Fox was, she was in the ring and, but she was trying to get the ref to kind of slow Naomi down. And then Josh was like, what is the ref doing? She's able to compete. She's in the ring. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's a good thing to like notice too. So then they kind of like reset the match from there. Cause Mm -hmm. then that's when Alicia Fox got the upper hand. Right. And it, it was like, Almost like a totally different match because I think it started to play out the way that it was supposed to play out. Yeah. Because it was like you had the heel doing the healy stuff and then you had the gallant, 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 I think. Yeah. yeah the gallant baby face trying to make that comeback. She got some good. She got some more good mm-hmm. offense in like Alicia Fox got her stuff in. And then uh, Naomi went to the well a little too, too often, often. <laughs> and then she went for a high cross body and then um alicia fox uh samoa joe did and she's st- <laughs> she stepped out of the way but this is like the most interesting part of the match so uh alicia fox is trying to do her finisher mm-hmm. but she hits like naomi in like the lower back and i was like oh what's the problem here yeah and then uh she like covers her and then i think she lets her up or she kicks out yeah and then she does it again and hits her in the same spot. And I was like, what? Why didn't you adjust? And I was like, oh, Naomi was in the wrong position. Yeah. She was facing the wrong way. Like she was supposed to have her body the other way to get caught by uh, Alicia Fox's right leg. So mm-hmm. it was like, it's really interesting when you get to see wrestlers out of their cues. Mm-hmm. So like that, 
you know, that that just kind of like shows that although Naomi has like light years of athleticism, right, and like she's a still still a like wrestle more matches clearly than the other girls. There are certain things that you just have to be aware of, right, right, especially for TV because like Fox, of course, wants to hit her finisher in that way to where the camera is like getting her, you know, all all sides of her that, you know, you want to see the most out of hitting that finishing move. So yeah, it's just cool to see that, you know, there's always things to learn. Like, even though you'll think that what Naomi's probably a better wrestler mm-hmm. than uh, Alicia Fox, which is arguable. Yeah, yeah. Alicia Fox is like, you know, underrated for in ring abilities. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just still invaluable things that you pick up from wrestling on TV all the time. No, I totally agree where kind of the same point where, when we had that match between Oksana and Jamie, I believe, even though that they were both really green, Oksana was leading that match and in the spot, the same thing too, where Jamie was trying to Irish whip her into the opposite cam- hard cam view. Mm-hmm. Then Oksana had the corrector and swing her to the opposite end just so it was like on the proper hard cam mm-hmm. spot. So even then, that was really good sense of direction by Oksana to like lead that direction to make sure that they were doing mm-hmm. the correct camera. I know sometimes like it's probably just, you know, for Naomi, she just wrestled a match. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like that cross body blew the air out of her. Oh yeah. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like hitting on the ground. So maybe she was just like a little, you know, trying to rush back to get where she's supposed to be at, but just kind of forgot. Yeah. But you know, I guess like kudos to them for trying to do it again i guess thumbs down for it still going wrong like mm-hmm. if you're alicia fox you see which way she's positioned like you need to hit the ropes and like come with the you know come with it from a different angle or tell yeah. her before you guys get up like face the other way or something like that like there's certain things that could have been done to make that play out better even the ref could have stepped in i guess yeah that's true i think uh the other spot that i liked in the match was where Naomi was trying to go for a spin kick, but then Alicia Fox ducked it. And then after that, then she just converted it into an Inziguri kick. Yeah, that was dope. That mm -hmm. was really clean. She's still doing that Mm Inziguri now, and it still looks as good. Exactly. Yeah, That's what reminded me of it, where I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, she is still hitting that move Mm -hmm. even even now. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with every point that you said, where I think from all the matches that we've seen, definitely these two pairings have had the most chemistry, like as far as uh, being more experienced that mm-hmm. they that they had a, a really good matchup and yeah it was just a little misstep at the end of the match but overall i really like this matchup yeah, it's always cool in wrestling to see the the mix of athleticism versus experience mm-hmm. because those nine out of ten times or maybe eight out of ten times if that experience is good enough yeah it'll carry that athleticism and then they'll create a good match together mm-hmm. so Shout out to that match. They got some good time with it too. It was like four minute match. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's yeah, she, dope. Yeah, yeah. She uh, Alicia Fox picked up the the win at four oh one. So yeah, I think it was a really good match, and it will uh, kind of reflect in my scorings later on. Mm-hmm. After the match, we go to a another backstage promo between Goldust and Oksana. Very similar backstage promos that they've been having the last few weeks where it's mostly Oksana's still concerned about her uh, immigration status and Goldust kind of the same thing is just comforting her and making sure that uh, you know being there for her and telling her that we'll we'll still figure something out don't worry about it and I just had to hear that yeah Goldust doesn't look that bad with the million dollar title around his waist. Nah it looked good man (laughs) it made sense because he's walking around wearing all gold you might as well take one of the belt or take the belt that's made out of gold (laughs) just uh, yeah just wear it the whole time why not that might have been a missed opportunity like Mm -hmm. hey why don't we put Tay DiBiase with gold dust yeah Nah, too makes makes too much sense. Too much sense. Nah, <laughs> man, let's put him with our uh, truth. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. oh, speaking of which, I I know this is a, a sidebar, but have you had a chance to see the twenty four episode? On I didn't. It? Is it dope? It's uh, I liked it. All right, it, I'm gonna watch it. It's uh, I I would say it doesn't cover as much of the. I mean, they do some of his personal stuff in the beginning, but I feel it's not as personal as some of the other ones like uh, like Booker T's, I would say. Mm. So they do kind of go into his personal life in the very beginning of the episode. But then the rest does just feel like a, a retrospective on his later half of his WWE career. Oh, no, I'm with that. that that's kind of like what I'd, I wanted to see in that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. I, I really liked it, but I would still say that probably like 
some of the other ones are my favorite, but I would definitely still give it a recommend. It's truth, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. He's yeah. just been around, and I just never thought that he would have became what he became. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I first seen him, <laughs> when he was K-Quick with, mm-hmm. uh, like, oh. the road dog, I was like, this is corny. Yeah. No, you'll like it, because they go over that part when uh, when road dog kind of helps him out. Nice. Yeah, okay, so, all right, yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if for all those who want to check out that episode, I would I would highly recommend Truth. it. Truth. Truth. So the Knicks, after we go to commercial break, we have not really necessarily a rookie challenge, but it is the open mic challenge where... I call it the talk the talk. Yes. Yeah. Let's just call it like talk the talk five. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> at this point... It has probably, to be at least five. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's no points in this one, but it is an opportunity for the rookie divas to show off their personalities. I gave points. Yes, we definitely <laughs> gave points. So each... Each lady has one minute to kind of just cut a free form promo. And we have Naomi up first. She basically went up there and did a shoot on Michael Cole. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty dope because she just went straight and confronted him on all of his negativity towards mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. And I think she insulted his hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, since it was just off the cuff and uh, it seemed like, you know, they kind of gave her free reign and do what she wanted with that. Yeah. I gave her a four. Yeah, I thought it was dope. Like she went in there. I mean, I can't say she went into her to it with character. She was just being herself. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and address something that needed to be addressed, and that was Mister Negative Cole. So I, I gave her a solid four for that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I kind of called her the Daniel Bryan of uh, season three by yeah. going up against Mister Cole. So You'll yeah, choke that fool with a tire. <laughs> oh no, that was Justin Roberts who got choked with a tire. Yeah, but. Maybe Naomi did that in a couple months after. Yeah, <laughs> choked that food with a tire. <laughs> after that, we have uh, AJ. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, and AJ went out there and and she gave like a personal ad. Yes. So it was kind of <laughs> like she was saying that she was single and it was like, you know what? If any guy wants to come, we go back to my place. Things are going to pick up. It gets like hotter there. And then we're going to turn on TV and play Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> and then I order some pizza and then we'll like end the night at like 1030 or something like that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, mm, all right, I guess I gave her a three. Yeah. I liked it that she's kind of playing into what her gimmick is. Oh, yeah. yeah, of yeah. Being a little nerd girl. But I just thought it was delivered kind of corny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what it is sometimes. Sometimes it just has to be corny. So I gave her a three. I thought it was average. Good for her like gimmick and average for its delivery yeah no i agree i i think the lineup for some reason made uh josh and cole or i should say uh josh and cole uh crack up was uh afterwards he was like striker said that you know i'm i'm more of a craigslist guy oh, <laughs> man i heard that i was like oh my god striker you say some borderline like adult stuff yeah because yeah. last week he had mentioned the uh cowgirl man striker man that's that in- interactive era man yeah <laughs> say what you want when you ain't got networks exactly <laughs> so next we have caitlin caitlin did a shoot on vicky guerrero mm-hmm um well just off top i i gave it a three Mm -hmm. i thought but uh i mean it could have been better like i don't really understand what she's trying to do because didn't uh was that this episode where they had the backstage thing and like yeah girl like apologized to her or like was saying some like she's being kind of nice to her yeah this was uh later in the night yeah Mm, okay yeah so it's like i don't know it's just kind of weird i think uh i mean it was fine the way she delivered it so like it was average but i just think the direction is a little off it's like all right Vicky Guerrero doesn't like you, and it's kind of your fault that she doesn't like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, who's really the heel here? Yeah. So that I was just, I'm just like kind of a little confused sometimes with Caitlyn, but three. Yeah. I think it's similar to what we've been talking about. I mean, obviously, you'll get to Maxine, but I think with Caitlyn and Maxine, they are very confident on the microphone, but I think you're right where whatever there's talking about is it is a very misleading way of how they're saying it i guess yeah it's almost it's kind of robotic like mm-hmm. they're like kind of go right back to those things that they always talk about they always do yeah and it's like all right i get it that's cool i guess yeah but, yeah you know. so next we have oksana oksana did a promo yeah on america yeah <laughs> and i thought it was like dope because it was clearly like I mean, it it seemed like it was something. It might have just been something clearly off the top of her head, but 
it was delivered like it was written for her. So I appreciated it. I thought she got through it as best she could with English not being her mm-hmm. first language. So I gave her a four. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. And kind of pandering. Like she did the stuff that, like uh, if Jamie was there, she would have did that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're right where when you compare this is now, I think, the fifth episode of the season. The thing that you had mentioned last week where you can definitely tell from this episode to the very first episode She's definitely grown in her confidence a mm-hmm. lot where English isn't her first language, but based on the confidence that she's built up, especially now that she's worked this huge audience now for five weeks, mm-hmm. she's getting in her comfort zone and definitely coming out a little bit more at that point. She getting that gold dust rub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what we really liked and brought up before where you can genuinely tell that Goldust and Oksana are actually building a genuine rookie and pro relationship yeah. that it's actually helping her out in the uh in in the season you, you know? can see it like you can just tell with certain people that they have an actual relationship with their pro because they start getting better so you can yeah, tell that they're yeah. actually picking up and learning new things so like big shout out to Oksana yeah because I think that was the the thing that we had mentioned before where the Bella twins and Jamie didn't really have anything going on that that also reflected on like her not having that much personality at that mm-hmm. point and yeah, last but not least, we have Maxine. Oh, you know, what was the funniest part by that is that she is last and least of my scores. <laughs> so her topic was disrespect. Yeah. And, you know, she just kind of did that Maxine thing. And I think she said it at one point. She may have ended it with it that she always ends up on top. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. Yes, he did get one on top of me. But Hornswoggle, I always end up on top. Apply was an improvement. Now to touch on another subject. Caitlin, you actually were lucky to have Vicky as your pro. But instead, hear me out, instead, Caitlin, you disrespected her and Dolph's relationship. You are a home wrecker. Yeah. Home wrecker. Home wrecker. And sweetheart, that is not how ladies conduct business. Right. Where's the hook? The delivery is probably an honest three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. just the, the staleness of the repetitiveness of what she's always saying, I gave her a two just for, I feel like, I mean, if I'm watching this just like as a viewer, she's not taking enough risk with her character. Yeah. No, I... I 100% agree because I had a similar score if I was scoring them where I gave her a a 2.5 in my head Mm. because I think she and Naomi are probably the best two on the mic when it comes to the rookie divas. Mm -hmm. But the major difference between her and Naomi is that Naomi delivers it with the same amount of uh, confidence and and character where she's, you know, not really stuttering or anything. Mm -hmm. but what Naomi's saying feels like more genuine and you can tell that she really believes in everything that she's saying and building a character at Mm -hmm. the same time. While Maxine, she has a lot of confidence in how she delivers her promos, but it's the same. What she's talking about. It's not believable. It's like, I don't really get that vibe from you. It's not believable. And and you're right. It is the Alex Riley factor where it sounded really good at that moment. But if you tell me right now, if I didn't take notes, what she actually said, I I would. Yeah. I have no clue. Yeah. So I, I 100% agree with you on uh, on that score. Cool. So, oh, actually, I'll give her some props. I'll give her some props where she told Caitlin because of the disrespect topic mm. that she really says that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't, you, you should feel privileged that you're uh, Vicky Guerrero's rookie. So I, I did like that dynamic that she was uh, kind of playing up the heel for the other heel. You know? Mm, yeah. Okay, nice. So I'll give her some some points there. Nice, nice. But yeah, after that, we cut to the raw rebound which is a uh promo for bragging rights where we have randy orton or i should say uh john cena going up against the miz and this is the part where i forgot about our boys mcgillicuddy and husky harris coming in and costing him the match where uh he had to join the nexus yeah so they do the same thing where they attack him on this episode of raw and cost john cena the, the match yeah, they, they come back and attack him at this point. So, yeah. I didn't hit the McGillicutter. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, 
even I think Michael Cole in this promo was saying like, oh, that's the second time that he's hit the devastating maneuver. <laughs> so, like, so uh, I'm kind of happy about where they're at. I remember where they end up getting, but at least in this time and moment, they were actually doing something with those two at that point. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I could respect it. Yeah, it was pretty long, like the that whole little like bragging rights promo mm-hmm. and then going into the, like saying that nxt is on demand like that was a long little segment somehow yeah 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 so i uh i was actually before that before the uh next segment here with caitlin and vicky josh and cole mentioned that yeah the that this episode of nxt will be available on on demand on wwe.com starting at midnight and it would be available on wwe's youtube and hulu the following morning so yeah, I, I did a quick check on this episode, and it it is legit still on uh, on YouTube, nice. where where, uh, <laughs> where this episode that we're reviewing currently has six hundred and eighty five thousand views. So as of this podcast recording, but the comments are unfortunately turned off. Dang it! <laughs> or else I would have uh, given a uh, link shout out for this episode. <laughs> but yeah, they were uh, they're honest, and yeah, if you wanted to check out the episode, I think I'll start including it into the intros of the podcast because I forgot about this promo. So if uh, if you don't have the WWE network, you can actually watch these episodes on YouTube. So I'll make sure to include these moving forward. Nice. I mean, I don't see why you'd want to waste your YouTube time or not waste, <laughs> but use your YouTube time watching this when you can just have the network yeah. for nine ninety five. Or nine 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 ninety nine. Yes, yeah, nine, nine. I don't even know how much I pay anymore. Nine 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 a month, baby. Yeah, cool. So afterwards, then yeah, kind of what he had mentioned earlier that uh, we cut to a backstage promo of Caitlyn and Vicky Guerrero, and mm-hmm. since Caitlyn got immunity and will be around for another three weeks, that Vicky says, you know. Since we have to be with each other for a couple more weeks, might as well make it uh, make the most out of it and like build a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? A uh, truce. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, have a truce. So Vicky proposes the truce, but she says only on one condition that Caitlin does not look at or touch Dolph Ziggler ever again. Stay away from Dolph. Stay away from Dolph at this point. So it seemed like they were on the same page. So we shall see how their relationship goes moving forward. Yeah. (laughs) We go to commercial break and yeah, we get the next rookie challenge, which is the return of the power of the punch. (laughs) If you have not listened to our previous podcast, it is a very similar concept where it is a punch machine and the rookie that gets the highest score wins the challenge. Uh, not too much here. Well, I'll, do you want to go over the the points or? Uh... Um, yeah, we can just go over the points real quick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Power punch competition. Well, the first one who went was Naomi, mm-hmm. and she actually went twice because the first time she did it, she gave it the Polish hammer. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Striker got word from God knows who. <laughs> I know who, <laughs> the powers that be. Powers that be, probably Michael Cole. No, actually, no. You can hear them talk. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Actually, it's himself. Yeah. He just decided that Naomi needed to use <laughs> one hand. Yeah. So she. So I think the first time she did it, she got like eight hundred and like twelve or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And she did it again with one hand and got eight hundred and one. So I don't like, know what that means. But it, that's what the score is. So yeah. She sets the pace there. Up next, we get Caitlin, who, you know, does her little best at it. She gets a solid 362. Michael Cole was very proud about that because he said that he got higher than AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh Josh was like kind of making him feel bad about that. But I'm like, hey man, let him have his wins. I know. <laughs> uh Caitlin comes up. And then she, oh yeah, she gets like a running start and like misses it. But before that, she puts on Ben Gay, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. she's like smeared Ben Gay on her arms. I think she was like making fun of Big Guerrero for smelling like Ben Gay or something mm-hmm. like that earlier. So she puts on the Ben Gay, and then she takes a swing at it and like misses and whiffs, and it only gets five. Yeah. And then uh, the machine was like messed up after that, and yeah, then yeah, Striker yeah. had to reset it. He's like really actually resetting it with the button. Yeah. <laughs> and then he asked Caitlyn what her game plan was, and she said that she used the Bengay to numb the pain so she wouldn't feel it. I was like, oh, okay, that makes oh, sense. Okay, that's a good. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then up next we get 
Up next, we get Oksana. Oh, yeah. Who goes up there and she gives it her her best shot and she gets 666. <laughs> and then uh, Striker's like, hey, what what is that number about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty evil. Yeah. Um, and then Maxine goes up. She tries her damnness and gets a solid 605. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in another show of athleticism, Naomi won mm-hmm. and that's how you know kind of recurring theme and whenever somebody has to be more athletic than than somebody Naomi is ready willing and able <laughs> to fill that void of athleticism what is she Chad Cable and uh Jason Jordan <laughs> she's all of them really ready <laughs> willing and Naomi G- <laughs> Gable <laughs> nice Naomi is able to uh Throw her hat into the competition for immunity at this point. Yeah, because she got a win under her belt. Yes. <laughs> so afterwards, then we have a quick tribute to the. Well, not really quick. It was a pretty long promo. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> yeah. So we get a uh, video recap of the tribute to the troops. So I just did a really quick search here. The first one actually happened in 2003, and uh, they still actually do the event to this day. But for some reason, uh, I didn't really do all the research that the last televised one was actually in 2018. They went there in 2019, but I believe it's the first time that they didn't broadcast it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the, was that the one one of the last tribute to the troops was like, you know, how they kind of usually do it. And it'd be like an open area. Yeah, be like yeah, on yeah. the base. The last one, I think, was like at, a, at an arena. Mm-hmm. And I think they just like offered like they gave free tickets to like the service people. Or yeah. Something yeah. Like that. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So I think after a while, they yeah, they completely stopped doing the outdoor setting and went into uh, like a smaller arena just to do what you just said. Yeah. Cause they but, were doing those on they were doing those on base. I think yeah. they would just go to the base and do it. Maybe there's like a. I mean, it seems like it might be a risk. Like, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it it perfectly makes sense for just for the uh, the safety of everyone. So big big ups to WWE for still doing it to this day. So mm-hmm. really cool there. So after that, we go to our main event of the show, which is Oksana going one on one against AJ. Before uh, before the match starts, Josh mentions that AJ is a huge fan of The Office. This will be kind of relevant later in in this episode yeah they start off the match and aj tries to get a really quick victory by hitting a crucifix pin on oksana but she rolls out of the ring and at that point goldas uh kind of comforts her and starts you know giving her some advice before she gets back into the ring then uh cole and josh get into like some bickering about aj of course being a nerd with video games and Cole mentions that the last game he played was like Space Invaders from like the Atari days, which I'm sure is a lie. Yeah, an absolute lie. It's a lie because doesn't he do uh, voice work for all the WWE games? I think. <laughs> yeah, man, his voice and all. You mean to tell me you ain't played none of them? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least, at least just to do promotion for mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever. Get out of here! <laughs> get out of here, Michael Cole, nerd. <laughs> AJ finally gets advantage again and gets a really good headlock on Oksana where I think they do a good job of the height difference there. Kind of mm-hmm. the dynamic we were talking about last week where Oksana is a little bit more muscular than AJ. So kind of building off that chemistry between both women. Then Oksana actually uh, counters AJ and hits uh Goldust's trademark low uppercut, which that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. She's dipping into uh, Goldust's playbook there, which is pretty cool. Cause she wears gold. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I got a, Big pop from the fans because they were like, oh, that's cool. Familiarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Familiarity is the name what? of the game. <laughs> did something I've seen somebody else do. Lo and behold, it's that guy outside. <laughs> Lo and behold. What are, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> so in the closing sequence, yeah, AJ was able to get out of a attempted body slam from Oksana. And yeah, just rolls her up into the small package and picks up the victory. One at roll ups like four for four in the uh, last two <laughs> weeks, man. <laughs> nope, uh, three for four because uh, Alicia Fox won with her finisher. Ah, that's right. That is. Hey, right. man, we could might as well just say that the rookie's finisher is like either the schoolgirl or a small package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, she picked up the victory here at two eighteen, and afterwards we get a very uh, important post match promo. Where Oksana is uh, still nervous. I think the part I liked about here is that 
while Goldust was on the mic trying to uh, calm her down, he kind of stated that, uh, yeah, I know, like, you probably weren't focused 100% on the match because you're thinking about your whole uh, status. So I, I really like that aspect of bringing it back to the storyline. Mm-hmm. So I, I def- definitely gave him some. some- <laughs> Just so this isn't so random and out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you weren't paying attention earlier. Yeah. She's distracted because she might get deported. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do everything I can to help her. Yeah. We could get married. I mean, that you would be able to stay in the country that way. I told you that I would do anything to help you, right? So I'm going to do this right now. This is riveting. Oksana. Will you marry me? (laughs) Yes! Yeah! Finally! Finally a reason to watch this show! This will go down in NXT history! I really like the bickering here between Josh and Cole. He's like, oh my gosh, now we have a reason. Now we have a reason to watch this show. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he proposes to her and Oksana says yes. And Cole now, for some reason, is relevant with pop culture again and says, yeah, this is going to be bigger than Jim and Pam's wedding, which uh, goes back to the office that I I mentioned. Oh, God. Oh, wow. So they actually at least kind of brought it back full circle in that way because this is when the office was uh very very popular mm, when it was red hot the hottest of hots i think it was probably the same time that uh breaking bad was coming out so now that you're i think breaking bad <laughs> might have been a little bit later yeah, yeah i think yeah. it was like 2013 or something like yeah, that yeah, even yeah. though it looks like it's from like 2005 yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she accepts and they end the show but as we mentioned, Josh and Cole are kind of, uh, well, you know, Josh is still playing the straight man, but Cole is uh, kind of like going all over the place saying like, oh my gosh, Goldust, you've saved the show and, mm-hmm. and everything. <laughs> Which is like snarky and sarcastic because like weddings and wrestling shows are never cool. Yeah, yeah. But they're uh, they're always a very entertaining thing. I, I believe. Oh, every wrestling <laughs> wedding is just like an invitation for like damn near a shit show yeah yeah. (laughs) i think that's why so many people know that there's especially with the last one where it was uh lana and lashley yeah yeah where people had such a mixed reaction with this whole storyline but once they actually got to the wedding part everyone was all in because they knew that that you knew it was going down yeah yeah yeah. you (laughs) knew it something was gonna come sheer out of like left field and you're like what the heck yeah (laughs) we end this show there with a thing that of course we knew that they were kind of setting up from the very beginning as Mm -hmm. soon as they mentioned her having these immigration problems so yeah, we have a male pro. We have a female who is uh might get deported. I wonder what will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> male American. <laughs> female deported. Yes. 90 day fiance. Yes. All over again. Before the before, yeah, this before the show happened. Precursor. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration, Inspiration for the show. A homage. <laughs> yes. Ah, homage even. <laughs> yes. <laughs> scores. Yeah. <laughs> I will uh, get into my scores then. So yeah, I uh, I gave commentary a three because compared to last week, I think they had done a good job with this week's episode. But I think kind of how you mentioned where if we're setting the bar from uh, from last week's episode, I think Josh and Cole did a, a good job last week of hyping up the first elimination and making that episode feel very special. Where in this episode, I think they did a good job, but there wasn't really much to do because we were kind of resetting everything. But I think they did a good job of uh, of keeping the episode paced and kind of bringing up the importance of uh, gaining these points again to earn immunity for the next elimination. So I give them a three. I went three and a half uh, just because I, I don't know. I enjoyed two things from Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. The end, talking about the wedding and when uh, he was reacting to what Naomi was saying to him. Yeah. So I thought those were like kind of like little funny tidbits. 
I think those type of things add into my entertainment because entertainment got the oh, same yeah. score. So that's part, like a lot of things go hand in hand when I give my scores. Like commentary and entertainment, damn near always go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like matches and entertainment. But yeah, no, I went three and a half for um commentary. Nice. No, I I agree with your points, and I think you're right with the uh, interaction between him and Naomi. I think they they had a good chemistry. Obviously, the live crowd couldn't hear what Michael Cole was saying, but mm-hmm. for us, the home viewer, I think it was a good uh, back and forth between yeah. those two. So for me, I actually gave matches a two point five because as much as I really like the Naomi and uh, Alicia Fox match. I kind of had to balance it out between the main event where it was a very short match and there wasn't as many spots considering that it was the main event. Mm-hmm. I think if they even flipped them, I, I think I would have gave it a higher score mm-hmm. where if it was uh, Fox and Naomi closing out the show, I, I think it would have been in a better positioning. Mm, that but, makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, I still think that all the women did a, a really good job tonight, but I really preferred the fox and naomi match nice i i i see that i agree with that and i think my score probably reflects the fact that i i actually didn't take in consideration like the positioning of the match Mm -hmm. so i went three just because uh i mean i thought the match with fox and naomi was really good i really would have much rather give the episode a three and a half Mm mm-hmm but there were the miscues in that match. Yeah. And yeah. then the main event was quite short. It was mainly to set up kind of the the end match thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I went three for matches. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think overall they did kind of balance each other out. And I think the score makes sense. So for me, I actually gave production a 2.5. Uh, I think it's because for me, once kind of how you were saying before we started recording where this season is very challenge heavy (laughs) Mm -hmm. this episode definitely i feel was one too many of one Mm. one too many challenges when booking this episode i think the pacing was a little off where we started off with a challenge then we had a match then we had another challenge then we had another challenge and then we had the match so i think that was just very very promo slash challenge heavy where i think if we had just replaced one one of these especially the talk to talk one Mm -hmm. with just another match i think it would have balanced out a lot better where we at least got a a better balance because when you think about it we had four talking things because we had the two challenges the talk to talk promo and then the end with the the proposal you're right it kind of balances out to four versus two matches where if we just kind of evened it out where it was three talking heavy segments. Yeah, I don't like that ratio. <laughs> yeah. So if we had done that, then that's why I uh, I ended up giving production a 2.5 just because of that fact where if we had booked it a little bit more where we evened it out, then I would have at least given it a three at that point. Mm, no, nah, that makes sense. I feel that. Yeah. I had to go back and change something. <laughs> production. What did I? I went three. Uh-huh. Just because... Uh, I I felt like they didn't do anything much better than last week outside of QA it. Yeah. <laughs> so like this score just kind of reflects what I felt from last week. I felt like the episodes were the same in production. Yeah. But the the last week's episode got a, a mark down because of their lack of QA abilities. Yes. <laughs> which is like something that's a problem right now because we just watch it on the network and it's like, you, come on, man. Yeah. You could get it together. Get together, player. You can easily patch that up. <laughs> yeah, man. Get out of here. <laughs> and and yeah, for me, I gave entertainment a even three just because kind of what I mentioned. I think for me in production, I just gave it a lower score there because of the booking of the show. Mm-hmm. But I was actually pretty entertained by everything, like with the matches that you had mentioned earlier and just the commentary. I think everyone did a pretty good job of uh, and, and the same thing. The crowd participation was pretty good where. Overall, I uh, I didn't think that the episode dragged. I think it was just more where I would have enjoyed it more if the booking and pacing or not pacing, but the booking of uh, the matches and the segments were a little bit evened out. Mm, yeah. OK, yeah. yeah. So then that brings me to my entertainment. And I actually just dropped them down from three to two point five. Ah, OK, just because the ratio of match to mm-hmm. 
talking segment was way off. Yeah. And I didn't think the talking segments were that good. Yeah. As opposed to like, I really liked probably a couple of them. Yeah. Or yeah like yeah. one and a half. And then the matches were like mediocre to decent. So yeah. Two and a half. Nice. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, we'll definitely look at the score here. So with our combined score for episode 34, it is a, Ooh, a 2.9. So I actually, that's interesting because I, I think, no, 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 that seems right. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, they, I was thinking about last week's, and I'm like, no, I, I actually like last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a 2.9. And I think you're right, where a lot of it did feel very similar to last week's episode. But I think with the the order of uh, the segments kind of threw it off a little bit this week. Yeah. It, maybe it was just like the, the booking of the show was a little off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially considering that we just came off the first elimination that... It was a good idea to reset everything, but maybe we wanted to build kind of the thing I told you last time where we need to start building these next feuds and a reason to watch the yeah. show other than uh, the the challenge points where I, I do want to see another storyline start building up instead of just relying on Caitlyn versus uh, Vicky Guerrero at this I point. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, for this to kind of be the reset episode, it, it felt like too much got reset yeah yeah like <laughs> i can understand resetting the scores but like the whole episode felt like a reset like we're just right back at the beginning of the season and jamie never existed exactly yeah so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird yeah but. that's a really good summary of this yeah. episode <laughs> I swear there's one more y'all maybe maybe not yeah, maybe yeah. there never was yeah. maybe it wasn't <laughs> very good observation <laughs> and with that that uh closes out the episode hold up so for next week, speaking of Jamie, her pros are actually going to be in the main event where the Bella Twins will be going up against the pairing, uh, the rookie and pro pairing of Naomi and Kelly Kelly. So it is kind of interesting where uh, obviously the the cast of season three is a, a bit smaller than uh, previous seasons. But yeah, it is pretty interesting where even though that Jamie has been eliminated, the Bella Twins are stick still sticking around and that they're uh, going to be competing against the remaining pairings at this point. They ain't got nothing else better to do. Yeah. <laughs> Sad to say. But. This is before they, you know, kind of took over the division. Yeah. So they're still doing twin magic. Yeah. Call me crazy, but there was a period where did they get released or did they just take a big hiatus where I know they debuted around 2006, 2007 and then I think they went away for like 08 or 09 and then didn't come back until, yeah, this, uh, this season of, uh, of NXT. Am I tripping out or maybe they were just working house shows and stuff? Maybe. Like yeah. You know, some people just take that time away from TV. I, like- I found that interesting and I doubt they're going to cover this in the, uh, in their hall of fame induction, but <laughs> cause I, I, for some reason, this sticks out to me the most is where, uh, the Bella Twins pretty much debuted around the same time that the great Kali won the world heavyweight title. I don't know why those two stand out to me as the thing that <laughs> happened at the same time, but I know that's where it happened because Brie Bella, I believe, debuted first and then she was just being showcased as Brie Bella where like they made no mention of her having a twin. And then in her, I believe, second or third match is where she had done the twin magic, but they didn't acknowledge her as Nikki Bella. It was still just like, wait, was is that still Brie Bella who came out of the uh, uh, underneath the ring? And then finally they did the whole reveal that, yeah, she had a, a twin. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, that was my last memory of the Bella twins. And then they kind of just disappeared for a year or two and then didn't come back until 2010 with the whole uh, rookie and uh pro pairing with really yeah yeah i don't know i could be wrong oh wow i mean hey that's my only memory of the bella twins since then (laughs) hey man i don't really have too many memories about them either until they really started to look different yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, because even even here where uh in this season they're still pretty much identical where they're not playing off of uh being individuals Mm -hmm. so uh yeah that doesn't happen until a couple years after yeah i think 
I think what Brie was like Divas Champ when they were still mm-hmm. twin twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Nikki got boobs, and it was like, boom, I'm the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> rip my shirt. <laughs> there was an episode of uh, of Raw when I believe it was Survivor Series when they were hi- hyping up the whole cross promo of raw invading smackdown and nxt invading raw and and all those other things Mm. and it was an episode where the nxt women went and attacked all the women on raw on an episode of raw and people always compare this outfit that Kyrie sane was wearing as being like a a junior nikki bella because she was wearing the red hat and like the, the, <laughs> i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about now because she had the red hat and then like the red raw shirt yeah, and yeah, was yeah. like torn like she's exactly yeah, yeah. Oh, so it, it felt very uh nikki bella-ish at, Nick, at that point <laughs> nikki bella she really came into her own though like i'm still not a fan of her work but you know shout out to to nikki bella for kind of like stepping up Oh, yeah. Like as like Divas Champ for the longest until like the women's revolution really took off. Like mm-hmm. she made the most out of that. And I mean, it wasn't really that much to work with. But, you know, I think if I went back and watched that stuff, I'd have a greater appreciation for it. I think so, too. And I think the the credit that we're not giving them, especially like the, you know, a big portion of uh, the hardcore fans is that when you really think about it, the progression that she made in those years, it may have taken her maybe just another year or two longer than Trish Stratus did, but she pretty much had the same kind of uh career improvement as a, as yeah. a, as a Trish Stratus, but it just kind of like we mentioned, she took like a slight hiatus here and there mm-hmm. just to, you know, either recover from injuries or whatever. But if you were to, you know, kind of switch them out, they pretty much had identical, uh, improvement in the ring that i think yeah they don't really give uh the bella twins as much credit yeah when you shout out to nikki bella for never changing her theme song either yes <laughs> you can look but you can't touch the stars well we know what the closing song will be for this week <laughs> God, God. That, that is now you need to play love it all right i think with that we uh we should definitely close out the show yeah my uh my only shout out this week is of course our uh art of the bay show that we will be having for all you local Californians here in the uh, northern California Cali- maniacs. Yes, <laughs> in the NorCal area, <laughs> where uh, Bay Area, East Bay Area to be more specific, in Hayward, where we will be having our first ever Art of the Bay show. We'll have our own table for half K. And yeah, we will see what else we'll have there. But definitely, if you're in the area, swing by and uh you know we'll chat up some nxt with you if you uh come on by break it down with that uh did you have any other make some noise xbox i don't have anything just a shout out to xbox shout out to sean waltman for going into the hall of fame again i guess is it two or three times i think two right now all groups oh man once he gets in there alone, first time, three timer. Do you think someone else is gonna beat him to it though? Probably. Do you think Hunter? Uh, no. Wait. Mm, who's in twice right now? Is Orton in him once or twice? Or- Orton hasn't gone in at all. So he's going in the first time with Evolution. If uh, Rich Flair stays oh. alive long enough, he'll go in with Evolution too. Yeah. So yeah. he'll be a three timer. It's a battle between Ric Flair and X-Pac. Who would have knew <laughs> WCW would repeat itself? <laughs> They're beefing all over again. Oh, man. <laughs> Who would have knew? All right. So we, we uh, should we place the bets on who's going to be X-Pac or Ric Flair? As- I got my money on Flair, bro. All we need is a... As soon as Orton hangs it up, you got evolution going into the hall, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on how long he's going to hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Walton ain't making it as the one, two, three kid, bro. <laughs> yeah. X Pac ain't making it alone. 
I mean, that's the hard part because the only reason that Ramon got in is because he went in as Ramon and not as Scott Hall. Yeah. And I feel that this would be the only person that would make sense to go in as Sheldon Waltman because all his other gimmicks individually wouldn't make sense to go in. Yeah, like you'd have to go with <laughs> Sean Waltman and you play all his stuff. Yeah, Unless, yeah, yeah. like, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> it might be Rick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> Rick, Rick might have him beat, dude. <laughs> Either that or uh, Triple H, because he's gonna. But yeah, Triple H is still got a ways. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got to make it as like Triple H, and then he, you know once they do Evolution, he'll be. A, once they do Evolution, he'll be a three time with Rick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode, and we will see you next time.